Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hello and welcome to The World in 10, the Times of London's take on the big and often quirky global <laughs> stories making headlines with me, Sonal Patel. And me, Eleanor Shearwood. We've got a lot for you over the next 10 minutes, including mind-reading AI, secret Stasi files and Skittles. It will all make sense, I promise. It really will. Uh, and also how Eleanor narrowly missed seeing the Princess of Wales at a race. So narrowly. Yeah, yeah. Both ladies were raving at the weekend. <laughs> First, 12 years ago, a cycle ride in Beijing to get groceries changed Gert Jan Oskam's life. His spine was so badly damaged that when he was flown home to Holland, his doctors told him he'd never walk again. Two weeks ago, that changed. With the brain-spine interface, I can control the stimulation by thought, so I can decide when to start and when to stop with the stimulation. I am in full control and that gives me a lot of freedom. And it's all down to AI technology that reads minds. Gert was the first to try it out and he's given his first interview since this life-changing surgery to the Times science correspondent Rhys Blakely. So Sonal and I trekked down to the 11th floor to go and speak to him. Essentially they put a couple of sensors in his brain that picks up uh, electrical activity from his brain cells and then an AI is able to decode that activity and relay messages to the implant that's at the bottom of his spine, and that causes the muscles in his legs to move. And using the system, he can walk again. It's an extraordinary story. You've been following his kind of progress, hence why Gert chose you to speak to exclusively. What has he been saying? Yeah, I went to meet him at a hospital in um, the Netherlands where he lives. I mean, the sense I had was that the, the technology is amazing in its own terms. It is kind of wondrous what these guys have been able to develop, the scientists who are working on this. But without Gertjan's, just the power of his will to walk again, the technology wouldn't amount to anything. He did tell me that, you know, for lots of people who have similar injuries, it might be easier for them to make peace with the limitations that are put on them by having a, a spinal cord injury because it really does demand a lot from the person to, to undergo this process and to learn how to walk again. So obviously there's certain drawbacks there that you just mentioned to this, but 
Overall, how revolutionary would you say this is for the future of treating spinal injuries? Yeah, so as a therapy to, to, to give people more independence, it's showing great promise. There, there are three other people who had another version of the therapy. They can, they can stand, they can walk using walkers or, or sticks. Just this week, they've um, implanted the second brain implant into the second person, the first person after Gert-Jan. So they're going to do that with four other people the next year, see how that goes, having this link between the brain, a digital link between the brain and an implant in your spine, whether it's feasible as a, as a, as a commercial treatment, if you like, but certainly at the moment showing massive promise. Now to another fascinating story, especially if you love your history. So, months after the Berlin Wall came down, Finnish security forces were handed a secret document with the names of those who collaborated with Russia. Yeah, and those files were handed over by the East German secret police, the feared Stasi, what, over 30 years ago? Mm. They haven't seen the light of day since. Finland these days is seen very much as a Western country. Geographically, though, it sits between the West and Russia. And the pressures that brought politically were immense. The Times' Oliver Moody has been looking into this. A lot of its foreign, defence, trade and even domestic policy was effectively subordinated to Moscow, or at least to vetoes from Moscow. And Finnish politicians were expected to report to KGB officers on a regular basis, and the censors banned a lot of books and films that were regarded as anti-Soviet. It only really broke out of the Soviet orbit after the breakup of the USSR in 1991. Not too long ago, in April this year, after Russia's invasion of Ukraine, Finland joined NATO. And now there are calls for this file to be made public. Oliver explains why. There are basically two arguments people make for opening up these Stasi files. People, and that includes other NATO allies, have a right to know what was going on. This isn't just about Cold War history. It's about all the figures in Finnish politics and business who carried on cultivating close links to Russia long after 1991. And the second argument is that all the changes of the past two years mean the country is now likely to be much more in the sights of Russian spies. And some intelligence agents say that if you really want to understand how these spies operate, you have to study the methods of their predecessors in Finland, which is not just the KGB, but also its so-called little brothers in the Stasi. And there's a lot more on this in Oliver's article, which you can find online. Some of the stories we've mentioned today seem almost unbelievable. So now for one that actually might be. So uh, you might have seen the film The Blind Side starring the legend that is Sandra Bullock. Uh, When was that out? 2009, I guess? Yes, yeah. So an old movie. Um, It tells the apparently true story of a wealthy white family from Memphis who adopt a black teenager called Michael and send him on the road to NFL stardom. Do you have any place to stay tonight? Don't you dare lie to me. Come on. Was this a bad idea? What's the big deal? It's just for one night. It is just for one night, right? It turns out, though, that that's not 
quite what happened, or so claims the real-life NFL star Michael Orr, who says he wasn't adopted, but he was made to sign papers appointing Sean and Leanne Tui as his conservators. That basically means they can act for him when negotiating contracts, but there's no familial relation there. Yeah, like the one with 20th Century Fox to turn Michael supposedly true life story into a film or others relating to his sporting achievements and now in a rather major twist as movies go Michael claims he only really found out he hadn't been adopted in February this year. Continuing on this unbelievable theme the family says Michael's claims are well exactly that in their words insulting and they all made an equal amount from the film. First, there was the Bud Light collaboration with the transgender TikTok star, which really sparked outrage. Now another big American brand, Skittles, is facing a similar backlash. Yeah, so for Pride Month, the brand featured pro-LGBTQ packaging with slogans like Black Trans Lives Matter and Joy is Resistance. They said it was to amplify LGBTQ voices and actually they have put their money where their mouth is. They've been giving a dollar per packet sold up to 100,000 to GLAAD, which is a non-profit LGBTQ advocacy group. Now that's angered the more conservative, I guess, consumer base who are accusing the company of targeting children with their completely woke activism. Well, the big question, though, is, has it worked? Well, here's Andre Spicer, a professor of organisational behaviour and the executive dean of Bayes Business School. Purchases have gone up in stores. But the other thing that Skittles has done is that this is really aligned with the brand idea that they've had for quite some time, which is eat the rainbow. So it's multicoloured, it's, it sort of fits the brand idea. And then the final thing is that they've actually put money behind it. So the big danger is that when companies do this, which is just virtue signaling without really any investment, it tends to go down poorly with the market it's targeting. Sometimes creating controversy is actually the aim. When these packets were announced last May, Skittles said the brand was committed to advocating for the LGBTQ plus community, both within their own organisation and throughout the world. Donal, how did you spend your weekend? Oh, it was very exciting. I was picking up cushions from the floor and uh, tidying up after a six-year-old. Ah, so not too different from mine then, which I spent at Britain's only 24-hour music festival. It's called Houghton, and it's essentially four days of non-stop electronic music, pretty much entirely in the woods. Okay, so while I was there, I saw people dressed as Jedi dancing to disco. Mm -hmm. I saw light-up mushrooms on the floor, which claim to be controlled by trees. Of course. And experienced something called a gong bath. But do you know what the one thing was that I missed? Your sanity? I mean, that as well, but also the Princess of Wales. It turns out she was there as well. So the whole festival is set in the grounds of Houghton Hall, where Kate was attending dinner. And after, it might have taken a bit of convincing, but she did end up going down to this festival. That's all we've got time for on today's World in 10. But before we go, we've just got enough time to direct you to the Times' fantastic analysis on the latest Donald Trump charges. Uh, You might have thought you'd gotten away with not hearing his name mentioned on something today, (laughs) but no such luck. Uh, Alistair Dauber's been looking at whether these charges will be the ones to break his spell over the Republicans. It's really well worth a read. Yeah, and you can do that by heading to thetimes.co.uk. We'll be back tomorrow. Thank you. 
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.